Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. This is a big week for us here at Prince of Peace. We're headed out on our first discipleship tour since the summer of 2019. It's also the first week of a new staff configuration with Mary Ellen Helms transitioning to an oversight role for discipleship for both adults and for youth, and Tanner Stinnett beginning his time as director of youth ministry here at Prince of Peace. It also makes it a great time for this lesson for today. You see, Mary Ellen and Tanner have something in common in addition to both having now served in the same role at staff here at Prince of Peace. Mary Ellen and Tanner both grew up here at Prince of Peace. Tanner, from an even younger age, grew up here and came up through our youth program. He was one of those kids sitting on the steps for children's sermons at one point. In fact, when I arrived at Prince of Peace, Tanner was a little eight-year-old running around the church, receiving his first communion, going to Sunday school, doing all of the things that elementary age kids do. Mary Ellen at the time was off at college, and at that point I only knew Mary Ellen because of her sister Emma, who had served on my call committee. As I settled into life here at Prince of Peace, I would come to know Mary Ellen because she was going to school at Xavier then, and she would come and help out with youth retreats, and then more and more youth activities. And all the while, Tanner was coming up through middle school as Mary Ellen came on staff, and we both got to watch Tanner confirm and head off into the high school youth program He became a bit of a church junkie, hanging out here often after school. At least once I cut his hair in the old kitchen down the hallway over here. But for both of them, Mary Ellen before him and then Tanner now, if you would have asked their Sunday school teachers in elementary or middle school, they couldn't have predicted that they would be doing what they are doing now. Because back then, there was just a mustard seed that was planted. In fact, many seeds were planted as a whole community invested in them, and then God provided the growth that led them to this day. Jesus is reminding us in this passage for today that it only takes a mustard seed. It only takes a little bit of yeast. Even when we feel like we have so little, we take what we have, we invest it in others, and we trust in the Spirit's power to turn it into a beautiful plant, to turn it into a beautiful loaf for the life of the world. When reflecting on this story, I often think of what Jesus is trying to communicate to his disciples that are overwhelmed with the challenges that they feel in following Jesus. It's too hard, Jesus, but give me more faith. Elevate me to a higher spiritual plane, and once I'm there looking down on these little ones, then I'm certain I can handle it. But Jesus has something else in mind. 
He's telling his disciples, you don't have to get so puffed up with yourself to think that this has to do with some scale of faithfulness upon which you will feel that you are excelling. No scale of faithfulness is required. Faith doesn't work that way. In fact, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, of a a little bit of yeast, the smallest kernel of faith, God can do all things through you. But that's the trick. It isn't about you. It's about God working through you. Discipleship of Jesus is not measured in elevated faith. In fact, it's not measured at all. It's marked by the self-giving of the cross, the self-giving of humble service for any and for all. I'm sure that Mary Ellen and Tanner are both feeling a bit overwhelmed by the new positions that they're taking on. I'm sure that there are some youth going on our trip this week that are a bit nervous about meeting new people and doing new things in service this week. And I would bet that there are a few people in this room that are feeling overwhelmed by acts of loving service to which you feel called by your faith, but you're unsure if you have what it takes to make a difference. We're continuing our sermon series, focusing on our vision statement that love and life win. And specifically today, we're focusing on the statement that our world is filled with hope when we embody and share the good news. We make these bold statements because of what we trust in the resurrection. We trust in the transformative power of the resurrection that has already defeated the powers of sin and death. And because we trust in this power, we can trust that in the midst of challenging, difficult situations, the Holy Spirit will break through with resurrection hope to reveal the explosive power of love. And it is this love that multiplies again and again when we live the servant life that Jesus calls us to live for the sake of the world. So we take heart in the midst of challenges in our lives when it seems like applying our own little mustard seed of faith is not enough. And we look to the life and the ministry of Jesus. Jesus' life of service led him to the cross, realizing that this was the cost for his service. And this serving looks like it leads to this ultimate ending. His serving gets him killed. End of story, but it's not the end of the story. On the third day, he rises from the grave, and we see through this serving, even through seemingly dead-end circumstances, when we are serving in the name of Jesus, we are promised that life is always the ultimate result, not death. So even when it seems like there's no hope of life and restoration on the immediate horizon, we trust that one will emerge over that next ridge. And so we keep on serving. We keep on sacrificing. We keep on hoping and praying because we trust that love and life win. As we head out on our discipleship tour this week, I hope that you will pray for our group, but I also hope that as you remember our group and its serving this week, 
you're also encouraged in your own serving. I pray that when the opportunity arrives for you to be the hands and the feet of Jesus this week, you'll remember that it only takes a mustard seed, a little bit of leaven to make a difference. And God will provide the growth. As a refugee family makes their way here to begin a new life, as we gear up for another God's Work Our Hands weekend in September, as we gear up for our SPARK program to begin again this fall, as we look ahead to new ventures that we can't even yet see before us, I pray that you are inspired to dig into lives of service here and in the world be open to the call of the Spirit in your lives as you look for new opportunities to grow in ministry that we might multiply the hope that we find in our lives here into the lives of others. And above all, join me in celebrating the fact that in this serving, this witness, in this love, in this love, that it makes a difference in the midst of a world that desperately needs it. We celebrate this because we know it to be true. It makes a difference because we trust that love and life win. And through the love of Jesus, God really is making all things new. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.